Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You have found the Shanty Pants Show. People ask all the questions the box you win To classify your life with the stroke of a pen Take those old rules, crumple them, throw them out We're burning that box right now Hello, Shani here. Although I am most often recognized for my ridiculously comedic fashion and makeup tutorials on my social medias, I also have a deeper side. I have been learning, growing, and recovering so much in the last couple years, and I'm thrilled to bring you along on my journey as I continue to break the mold that I've been living in for far too long. I am so fortunate to have the privilege of interviewing some movers and shakers who are encouraging my healing process through sharing their own stories. I'm honored to bring these stories to you all in hopes that you too can learn, grow, and heal, and also to remind us all that we are not alone. Welcome to the Shanty Pants Show. If you have not already listened to episode one in season two, I recommend going back and listening to the beginning of my interview with Peter we ended talking about adoption and foster care, and we continued our conversation about that and parenthood in general. So I hope you all enjoy the rest of our conversation. That's so, so true. And and I think being able to, because I get questions a lot like about adoption and foster care kind of in general and again, I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was when we started this journey. But being open to changing yourself as a parent and as an adult is huge. Because if you go in thinking it's one way, just expect it not to be basically. Like do not have expectations at all. And, and B, I just feel like you have to be able to change. And I know like for my husband, it was a lot harder for him as a man to change. Like, and he grew up, you know, his father was pretty, you know, this is what we do and pretty militaristic. And 
So for him to get to the place to do like these TBR trainings with me and start learning some of this, it was hard for him to kind of not lower himself, but but get to this more vulnerable position of, of I, I don't want to say like stripping him of his manhood, but it felt that way for him, you know, because he's like, nope, this is, they listen to me, they do this. And, and our parenting has looked completely different than either one of us. And I, 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 I love that he now can have, you know, be a little bit more vulnerable with other parents and, and men in general, um, or more specifically, because it's harder. It's, it's, it's a different, I think, kind of challenge for men. Yes, it, it, it is different. Even for me, like, you know, I, I've come to learn that when I need help, you know, to just say, hey, mm. I'm going to go to mom. I'm going to call this mom. <laughs> yes, yes, I bet. I mean, I mean, I cannot do this. Would you kindly <laughs> help step in for me, you know? I bet. But even too, like in, in, in when I am responsible as a single dad, I'm responsible for them when they go to hospital, to the school, to advocate for them. Like, right. I, you know, change the way I, I see things because I need to educate the other person on the other side that to treat my child and see my child different than what they think because yes. it, it is my responsibility, you know? Right. But two, I think for me, for me, my first parent, mom, she was tender, you know? Mm. She gave me the opportunity to always do anything I could do. And I think that really helped me to learn, okay, mm. uh, my soft side of life, like, okay, I really need to borrow and I need to remember that, you know? Uh, shop, I mean, I, I have solutions. I have a girl, like, trust me, I always have solutions. Now I have a daughter. And I'm like, gosh, <laughs> shut up right now. Because right. It's, <laughs> but, but learning, like, you know, how drama, you know, drama it's, it's just, who oh. it. just so for me to say, okay, I'm going to chill and I'm going to be patient and I'm going to listen. And I have no answer, but just to listen. Right. Oh, well, and even as a woman, I feel the same way. And I've got the nine and 10 year old girls right now. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it's never quiet. And, and then they fight with each other nonstop. I feel like we're home for summer. So it's been super fun. But then I have a sister, they're like 17 months apart. And I have a sister who were 18 months apart. And so I have to always remember we fought like crazy. We weren't friends until we were adults. And so I have to like constantly remember that because I'm just like, you're sisters, be nice. Absolutely. You know, and for me, tender, you know, how I parent a boy and how I parent a girl, mm. and how I parent, you know, it's funny that they are all affected by the same trauma, but they yeah. all act different towards it. Right, right. That you cannot, you can't have like a one box fit all. You know? No, no. And even, no, and even our girls, so they're biologically related. We got them at the same time, but completely different completely different children. And I mean, I think any biological children, I mean, I'm very different from my sisters, but, but the two of them, I kind of thought, okay, well we have the son and this is what we deal with with him. And then this eh, will be the same. No, no, no. Like different triggers, different, like way different. And it's just, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Emotions, how they run and how they they operate in that world that I get to learn. Like literally, yeah. I feel like in class 24-7. Oh, you know? yes. I have a 17-year-old. The first day I met him, 
<laughs> he was 16 then. So the first day I met him, he was like, so he gave me a list of things he does. I mean, like, so he, he was trying to scare me by saying everything bad you could think of. So oh, we're yep. driving and he's like, I do this, I do this, I do this. So he was hoping I would turn around. <laughs> yes. And you're like, nope. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. I just waited. And then he kept talking. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I said, just don't hack in my bank because I will give you the money. You don't have to hack in my bank. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is wow. But there's nothing he said. I mean, there's nothing he's, he was he was trying to scare me, you know? Right. Literally, right. I could have turned around and said, no, I. <laughs> you want to go there? Let me tell you what I did. <laughs> so after like uh, two weeks, he's like, you know, I tried, but you did not listen. Mm. Why? Like, why didn't you listen to everything I said? I said, well, I've been there, you know, I've been mm. there. I knew how to tell people to not get close to me, to stay away from me, but to sabotage, you know, yeah. I knew everything good didn't seem was was good for me. Oh, right. Deserved it. So I would do everything possible to avoid it. So I know what you're saying. It was right. all a lie. So I didn't believe it, you know. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. And again, I think that's just where you have like, such a unique perspective on, on, on being a foster parent. I think that's, that's just amazing. And then you just said you moved to a bigger house so you can accept more kiddos into your home. Yeah. And uh, that is just amazing. Uh, you have four right now, correct? I have four. I would like, yes. like three more, you know, well, okay. Uh, they allow me. <laughs> as oh. but, but that's the whole thing. You know, I right. live in my county. There's more than 800 kids in the foster care. Uh, There's only 71 foster parents, you know? So right. you see the need and you're like, how do I, how do I step in? How, mm-hmm. uh, what, what can I do <laughs> right. uh, to change at least one life? And, yeah. and I found my calling and that's why I wrote the book really to show that, I am no different than most dads, than mm. most moms, you know. But I, the only difference is I use my past to help others, you yes, know. Yes. So as you, as you have your listeners, we all have gone through difficult time, you know. And for me, I chose to use it as a foundation to help others, to do yes. something good, but also to use it. You know, I think my, my dad always wanted me to fail, you know. So failing was giving him best an opportunity to say, I told you so, you know. Yes. But I said no. But also, I did not want the past to define me, you know. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and and as, as your listeners, if you have something that you feel has always dragged you around and over and around, that you have power over that. Like you do mm. not let that really ruin uh, your future right. because you never get back that future if you right. let the past kind of define it. And mm. that's what I did. And that's why I'm passionate about really helping kids uh, that they can do the same. The past should not define them, you know. Yes. The future is all theirs to take uh, and do the best they can. Yeah. And I think I love that you wrote the book and I definitely want to talk about that more. Um, and I will be putting it in the show notes and everything, how people can contact you and, and pre-order your book and order your book. Uh, but I love that you put this story in a book form because I think it makes it so accessible for any parent or, you know, child really, um, maybe like an older adoptive child to see that story and to just, um, have those tangible, I don't know, just the story is so great and exactly what you just said. So I think that's so neat that you are bringing it in the book form. I can't wait to read it. And I, I just, so I have a question about the book because I've, I keep thinking about it. So in the book, just so I kind of know, 
is it about your story and then kind of basically what we're talking about now, but just more in depth? Yes. It's more about my journey as a kid, what I had to endure. Okay. How how I managed to overcome, how people came in my life and how overcome those you know okay uh, so in some in details of you yes know, what it means to have an abusive dad what mm. it means to grow up on the streets and you're being told you never amount to anything you know uh, and how he won me over in some way and how that changed the few people that came in my life that changed my life forever and i wanted the reader to to see themselves in one of those that you know yes you might never have had a bad childhood but along the way that you are that savior, that you mm. are that role model to the person next to you, you know? Right. A coworker you have to the to the friend you have that you know they are past, but you're able to always say, I will stay by just to stand by you. Mm. Uh, and and two, you know, the book is really about every chapter at the end, it really tells, you know, uh, you the reader, you know, what what things can you do to mm. change your own life? What things can you revisit in your own childhood uh, and see uh but it was really basically, you know, yes. Uh, but also how you turn full circle to come from the most abusive kid you could think of to being a dad. Like who knew, you know? Right. How exciting. Oh. But it took the kindness of one stranger that changed that all, you know? Oh. The readers can be also maybe that stranger, you know, where they get to see the life they can change. Uh, but two, uh, the impact that they have done already. Right. I love that. And I think, you know, every, you know, like you said, it could be a coworker or whatever. We, it's good to remember and realize that we do impact other people and all in different ways. I get people, you know, that say a lot, even like, oh, what you're doing is so awesome as far as fostering. And it's like, it's great and it's very needed, but I'm not doing it to be awesome. You know, I'm, And initially for me, it was to be a parent. I wanted to be a parent and I couldn't be naturally. And so that was the next step for me. So I didn't go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to help children out that need to be helped. It was just, I wanted to be a parent. And then it turned into a lot more, the more you get into the system and you see the need. And like, when we got the girls, I only wanted one more kid. I was like, got my boy. I'm just getting one girl. I'm done. That's it. That's all I can handle. Yeah. (laughs) And then you see that need. And I feel like it's different for every person because now with what we have going on with our kids, we're, we're maxed out for the time being just with, with, um, what we have going on. But when I saw the sibling sets and how men, how much need there was for these groups and sets of kiddos, I, they're trying to keep them together. And I, both my husband and I are just like, we got to open ourselves up to more than we were planning on. And we did. And of course now it's like, oh my gosh, like how, how did we ever, right? Like, (laughs) how are we so shallow that we only wanted one? Uh, But you know, and it's different for everyone. And I think that's another thing to be very um, thoughtful about is kind of what you can handle, you know? And, and until you get into this, yeah, yeah, I just don't think you really know. Because now we know we're we're maxed out. I would have loved to keep clo- you know keep the kiddos coming into the house, but it just it didn't work out for us for now. Um, but but to kind of be thoughtful of that and know kind of set some boundaries and know like okay with the kiddo situation we have now this is it and doesn't mean forever, but this is it for now and this is great and I'm gonna and like I said I've just the last three years learned a lot about myself. And I'm like, oh, I sure am glad I didn't take any more kids in sooner because I got a lot of work to do on myself. 
So I love that, that I think your book is going to connect or can connect with anyone. Like you said, wherever they may place themselves throughout your story, I think is, um, there's the potential for everyone to to connect with it. And I'm, I'm very excited about it. Very excited. I, love, I love what you said, you know, uh, uh, that we get attached. People ask you, how do you do this? You know, and, you know, and mm-hmm. for me, people say, no, I, I don't think I would let go because I get attached. I'm like, well, right. that's kind of the healthiest way, you know? Yeah. If, if you didn't get attached, we will be worried. We'll, you right. We'll have been kids, you know? Because right. Attachment, it's the love, it's that connection that you want to do the best for them. So it's yes. healthy. It's healthy. Right. And to be honest, I've said goodbye to 20 kids, you know? Uh, Trust yes. It's easy. But at the same time, knowing that for the time being, I was there to really pick up the pieces for them. You know, I'm yes. big on unification as well. You know, that I right. want some kids that I have been really friends and I'm still friends with their families because I was, I said, I want to come alongside you so you can have your kids, you know? Yep. I had 20 or 10 weeks of training. I have every resource I have. I know how to be a parent. Some of our parents never had those resources. Right, right. For me to judge them to say, look, how can I come alongside to help you so you can have your kids. So it's both win, you know? Yes, right. I let but I feel like I am making an extended family, you know? Exactly. But two, for the time I have, I can be the best I can. I can't really think about the after, the before. Right, you know? right. It's the now. How can I help this child so they can be safe and, and, yes. and in some way? Uh, that when we focus about the attachment, I think, you know, I get to make friends. I never ask them, how long are you in town so I can be your friend? You know, Right, right. It's so, it, yeah, and it's true. And we had, we had several foster kiddos that we um, had through our home that we didn't adopt. And same thing, it is very... I, in the first time I really, it, it was hard. Like I, it was way harder than I thought it would be. And, um, and I mean, every time it was really hard, but same thing. Like I kept in touch with the family. I did the visits because again, being more educated about this, you realize the benefit to that. Yes. And, and even like with our kiddos, we have as open a relationship as we can with their birth family because it's important. And I want, I want them to have, um, even if it's small memories, I want them to have those memories. And I want them to, like you were talking about earlier with the food. Um, I know that was something back with our girls when we were doing visitations that their, their birth mom would always bring Cheetos and this disgusting like juice. So for me, I'm just like, ew, like ugh, every time we go, you're going to eat this. But I love what you said because that was it. I never would say that. And I, I, you know, Cheetos to me are like the worst thing ever. Like do not allow them in the car. I mean, I'm in the house is fine, but I, and I remember every visitation, the girls have their Cheetos in the car and I'm just like, oh, this car is going to be a disaster. But, but even to this day still, they have that memory of connection of Cheetos with birth yes. mom. And I'm so glad I'm like, as silly as it may seem to someone that, you know, maybe doesn't, it hasn't experienced this. It's that teeny little weird connection, but I'm like, it's Cheetos. It's not the end of the world. Like the, the car will get cleaned. It will be fine. It's Cheetos. Yes. And blankets, <laughs> sometimes I get blankets where I'm like, that uh, yeah. not come in my house because it's yes. stinks and it's yes. dirty. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that it's not about me. It's about that right. kid and that smell, you know, that I get to keep it. And they, 
their wingy, their crow. Where's my blanket? I'm like, oh no. <laughs> they want it again. <laughs> but, oh but yes. Same, but at the same time too, like I take it because I want my kid happy. I want them in the car. Of course. That's of course. Safety. I'm gonna put the smell aside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have one. We have not washed it for I don't know for how long. Oh god. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that, and that's a hard one for me. I'm like a, oh, I'm like wash it all. But yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, those yeah. smells. When, oh. with, as parents, when we remove ourselves and yeah. see the eyes of the child, I think it really, it helps me to grow. But also it kind of reminds me like, Peter, it's not about you, you know, for yeah. now. It, and learning that took me a while and it's been really wonderful you know mm. especially if I had moments when things are not going well to know hey Peter you're not it's not about you it's not about you walk over walk over right uh, and I've had one kid I mean call me every name you could think on the planet you know and then after I said that what are we having for dinner and I'm like mm. oh yes oh my gosh are you sure that you're <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't relate at all. Like not no. even yesterday. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, should I get my? I mean, like I, I want to say something, but then at that moment I say, he, I am the only dad he knows. I'll feed him no yep. matter what. Yeah. So for me to use it as a way to tell you what you just did, like no, no. I say, yes, oh. son, give me ten minutes. Dinner will be ready. And that, oh, that's such. A, I love. I'm gonna li- just re-listen to that little clip forever because I. Have, that's where I've had to grow so much and learn so much is that immediate acceptance. I think it's that unconditional love where, because a lot of times my blood pressure is still here. And yeah. then like you said, they're like, oh, hey, did you ever find my flip flop? And I'm just like, your flip flop? Like, what? <laughs> you just throw it at me, you know? And it, and it's like lowering myself, like you said, not, it's not about me. And yeah. Oh, I, I, every day that's something I have to work on because I do just want to react and be like, well, I'll make dinner once you apologize or, but you can't. And I think knowing and learning that is so for our family, it's been so valuable. And, and even on top of that, like what we've really had to learn is these heated moments, or even a moment like you said with that, it's not the time you just make the dinner, you know, but in the calm moments, take advantage of the deep conversations of the connection. Because if we wouldn't do that, there would be very little connection with some of these kiddos. And so we've really had to learn when we're at this place, or or they are at this place, we have to quickly lower ourselves. Correct. to get ready to connect because uh, I'm telling you probably 99% of the time it takes me a whole lot longer to get there. And I'm just like, okay, here we go. Like they want to connect right now. I've got to do it. And I mean, it's a battle for me, but it yeah. is, it's important. It is worth it. And mine are funny because they always say, dad, now can you hold me? And I'm just kind of like, oh gosh. God. <laughs> I, had, I had one kid, he would cry for constantly three hours, nonstop, oh, three gosh. hours. And then at the end of it, he'll say, Dad, can you hold me? And I'll say, sure. But in my head, I'm kind of like, my brain is going like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Right. Oh, yes. But then I, I realized that's what he wanted. He wanted right. a shake. He wanted to be loved. And he wanted to know he was safe. But I'm like, yes. oh. are you sure right now? <laughs> <laughs> can this wait? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I have a question for you. Being a single dad. 
how do you take care of yourself? Because I, I, I have help. My husband, we're a team. But how do you take care of yourself? And are you good about making sure that you're taking care of yourself? Yes. So here's okay. what I, for me, what I do when they go to school or like right now they go to camp. I make sure that I do things I love, not always mm. on a crisis, you know. So right. I go to the gym, I run or visit, you know, for me, my, my best place to go are other foster families, you know. Mm. Uh, if I have something there or if I have an issue that I say, hey, uh, this happened, what do you think I should think? You know, like mm. having a place where I run because I'm just the only one, you know. But if right. I can go bounce on someone I trust that understands yep. me, they, they get to really help me, you know. Uh, but yes, time to myself is important to make sure that I'm not always, you know, running a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> but yeah. And I get to really use that during the time they're away. What can I okay. do that is about me? Not about. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The chores that I need to finish, but just me, you know. Right. Can I sit and have a coffee and not worry about anything, even if yeah. I see the sink is about to drown yeah. because there's so much stuff, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm a runner and I, I walk. So that's really important for me that I get to go for a run or I get to go for a walk. Or I get, you know, and dog, that's where dogs have been really so important in our lives that I get to take them for a walk. You mm. know, they want hard or that I get to remember that it's time for me to just calm, calm down, you know? Uh, and that's how I take care of myself. Really, that's you know, good. Do, do things that I love. Yeah. Uh, Is that how you wrote your book too? Yeah. Coffee, lots of coffee. <laughs> I'm a tea person, iced tea, like all day long. I'm like, Oh my gosh, no wonder I have sleeping issues. Um, but Ed, is this when you wrote your book too, was basically when the kiddos were gone at school? Yes. Most okay. of the time, when they're at school, okay. you know, I had to work with a ghostwriter. So, you know, okay. I, I know in my past wasn't easy either. So I needed the therapist as well. You right. know, so I had to remember, okay, as I'm writing, it's opening, you know, wounds that I uh, thrown away. Yeah. Uh, and I, I knew I needed help as well, you know. Uh, but too, I love, I love uh, uh, therapy for my kids as well, because they get talked to their therapists. Yes. Get me how to, you know. Yes. So that is really important for me. Like I feel it's it's part of of our journey that um, I I love doing it. You know, with mm-hmm. my kids, yeah, and it's really helpful and, and a joy that they have someone else they can talk to. Yes, that will tell me off, but they feel safe as well. Right, and I think I've always thought with our kids because same thing. I love therapy, but I think it's been good for them to see us going to therapy too. Yes. To not make it be like 
it's because of this or this. It's just, this is what we do. Like it is a normal occurrence. We all do it. It, you know, takes up a big chunk of our life and, and that's okay. You know, it's, and it's good. It's so good. And we, I know at the beginning it had to be a little bit more of a bribery thing. So it was always, so now it still is, you know, we have to go get our smoothie before we go and make it fun. But they love it. Yes. Yes. I I love them when they tell me, like sometimes they say, dad, do you need a redo? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you need to redo that? And I'm like, oh gosh. (laughs) And I say, yes, yes, yes. I need a a redo. Or even my older kids, teenagers, they'll say, dad, it's family time. And sometimes Mm. I want to go do the laundry. I'm like, ah, Lime's like, no, no, no. The therapist said. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) You're like, I need to go get therapy right now. <laughs> they would say, the therapist said, okay, okay, sure. Time oh, that is fabulous. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I feel like we could, I could talk forever to you because I just am so fascinated. And there's so many, I seriously have so many questions about your story, but I want everyone to go get your book and I will do the same. I'll read that. And then if I don't get my questions answered, we're going to have to do this again or you're yes. going to not be able to get rid of me. <laughs> and, and that's the cool thing, you know, I tell people that those who are worried, like, I want to be a post-spreading, but I'm a single. How do I do it by mm-hmm. myself? That we have a village. I truly have a village that come alongside. And, and even talking to you, you're an instant village because right. we walk the same journey, you know. Right. We understand trauma. That it, it, It's literally like going at a ski resort and everyone's skiing and you're like, oh, sure. <laughs> The same way as, you know, being postpartum or adaptive parents, that you are not alone, you know? Yeah, yes. People come along. And I love what you do, like this podcast. You're really, really helping those who are at home that sometimes you get to answer the challenge they're going through. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, that you get to advocate for them. Yes. Yes. And that's, I mean, I I talk about a lot of subjects on this podcast, but the, the goal is always... My biggest thing is like, I don't want people to feel alone. I feel like I've traveled alone in different situations in my life. And, and like you said, we're not alone. We don't have to be. And so I like to, um, to be here for other people. And I know, like, I'm sure you get inundated with messages and it's really hard to keep up, but I try my best because I really do feel like, you know, this, my, my platform growth just came you know, cause one video went viral or whatever. And so I do feel like, okay, this was given to me for a reason. I did nothing to deserve this type of following these many, you know, whatever. And so I really have approached it as that. And again, that's why I'm doing the podcast. Cause it's an easier way to kind of like get these stories to people. I feel like, but I like to answer the questions when I can, because I don't want people to feel alone. And I, I like them to be able to, I think it's neat, even me contacting you, you know, on social media, it, it, sometimes people seem very unreachable. And yes. so I've reached out to people like you or others, like, Hey, will you be on the podcast? And people are saying yes. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And, and people are unreachable. You know, it's like, you want to share your story. I want to share my story. And there's so many that do. And I think, again, they impact so many other people. So that's definitely the goal. And I'm so happy to have you. (laughs) Me too. I mean, I have 200,000 followers, but I I answer everyone. I answer everyone. Well, usually I'm in the middle of Uh, business, you know? Yeah, same. (laughs) I've learned that, you know, they took the time to say something. I should take time to learn. And that's for me what, and here's my honesty. 
I love reading those messages because. Oh, me too. When we spend time in the gutter, sometimes at the end、oh. of the day, you're like, this is hard. But when you read the uplifting comment from your followers, to me, is that's all I needed. And、yep. I always want to let them know that you just made my day. But why? Yes. No. Yes. But why you、yes. say it? Or sometimes you have people who want to be foster parents or want to adopt, but they don't know where to begin. You know, right? If I can give them a little glimpse of where to start, where、yep. to go, how I started, then really I've stepped in for that child that will be adopted or will be fostered. Right. You know? Right. I took the time to do so. Right. We have also parents who are going through a difficult time with the kids, and、yes. I just want to. It's okay. It's normal. Trust me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Feel like I'm not alone. You know. Yes.、Uh, we all need help. <laughs> well, I think sometimes you know social media is a is a little glimpse of our life, and I do a lot of humorous things around parenting, and and so do you, because it's not all glamour and wonderful and pretty yards. It's not. It's just not. And so I, I think that's why so many people find people like me or you very relatable. Is、right. we kind of it's not like we're putting out specific things about our children or、no. degrading them in any way,、mm. but we're kind of saying like it's hard too. It's not just fun. Some, like yeah, yeah. This it's you know、yes. and another chance to feel like okay, I am not alone. You know. Yes. <laughs> I went to speak.、Uh, In any event, I speak. Usually, it's it's fun to watch a, a, a mom come crying, and I said, "Why? What's the matter?" He's like, "For the very first time, my husband just listened to you, and he said, 'Yes, we can foster.'" <laughs> oh my I, gosh! <laughs> I'm just just crying there because it's all it took, you know. Yes, yes. I didn't do much, but for another another man on the other side to say, "If that single man can do," and my wife has always wanted to do this. I should not be in the way, you know. Right, right. Change the life of a child,、oh. and, and and sometimes that's all it takes. And and,、yes. and and as you said, it's one comment that really takes someone somewhere and and blesses them. Even、right. the negative. Sometimes there's some people. I know. It is. It's a balance for sure. It's like, oh, I'm getting very judged today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sometimes I'll make funny videos about it, and I'm like, "Oh, now they're getting what they want, but whatever." Yes, I know that. <laughs> the other day, someone asked me, "What did he say?" He said, "How dare you foster white kids? You know why not black kids?" <sighs> so, so then I said, "How many black kids do you have in your home?" Because I just didn't know what to say. I just said, <laughs> "How many do you have in?" Your-? Because if you're telling me I should, you should have twenty, right? Right.、So、said, how many do you have in your home? Oh my gosh! And I don't know how I thought of that. I just kind of like, okay, how many? How many do you have? It, it, it is so amazing the judgment that people come up with. It's I'm like, are these people so bored that they've got to like come up with this type of stuff? Because oh my gosh! And it's one thing to have like a real question or wonder, like why is it that all your kids are white? Like to have a genuine question, but to come at it like that, it's like really. <laughs> Right, and and in some really asking a good way, and I and I like to educate, especially that you know, like yeah, like I notice you, like how how do you decide? I say, well,、mm. I take emergency, you know, I get I get pick up my kids from the the hospital, I get to pick up my kids from the police, and then they 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 they, they get to understand, like oh,、mm-hmm. you know, like I I think some have watched the Instant Family, you know that movie, right? Yes, yes. If you go in the room and pick up, you know you.、Mm, No, 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 no. Right, no. I'm trying to、nope. share with, like, hey, when kids come in care, it's usually in the middle of the night. Like, no, 
you don't know when and that, that night they need a place, I want to be able to provide it. And I right. say sometimes I am offering for the weekend, but then they can't find for them where to go. But yes. I have a room. Do I say now you're done? You know? Right. Um, you know, but 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 they want to learn. They are you know really learning the system. It's not that they are questioning me. They are just learning. How do you do? You choose? Do you pick? You know, right? And it is. And I think that's the thing. Is so many people, and speaking for myself as well, are uneducated. You know, at the beginning, I think, oh my gosh, how did we even like do that? Like we were doing respite care, and I'm just like, we had no clue what we were doing. But you know, people don't know. They don't know how it works. And and it is. It's great. Like even with the girls, we. Oh, I think they did up telling us what race they were, but I mean, we didn't see pictures of them. It, and, and for us, we were open, like everyone has, you know, their, you know, what they're open to, but we were open to any race. Like we really, we really didn't, didn't care. And I always pictured my family being very different and diverse because we were, have always been open to that. And, and then we have all white kids, but I'm like, yeah, we didn't know. We weren't like, okay, we're going to pick the blonde ones. And I'm like, no, that's that's not how it works. I mean, and I remember stories, though, when we first got into foster care, um, one of our social workers had said they had a family that had been waiting for like two years because yep. they wanted a under one-year-old blonde, blue-eyed girl. Okay. And I'm like, how? They are in the wrong system. And, and do we even want these people to be parents? I don't think so. <laughs> like, what? Well, I mean, seriously, I would say, I don't think you want to be parents. Because no. That's, that's, you know, I've had kids who walk in my home and they look at me, they're like, oh, <laughs> <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I don't ask. I say, I, I I'll take any child that needs right. help. Right. right and us, you know yes and even for me like truly i when i went and i had also boxer i say i need a four to eight that's it anyone mm. beyond that not call. yeah <laughs> yep and then you've got teens yes and then you get a teen for a weekend you're like ding where have i been i want more teens you know yes. oh oh my god and i think you learn to like kind of what what you can handle we had a baby a niku baby and her older sister for a while. So we had to go to the hospital, learn how to take care of her teeny baby. And, and they didn't, you know, we didn't end up adopting them. But after that experience, I was like, maybe I'm okay with a little bit older kids. Like babies are a whole nother ball game. And I hadn't done a baby in, you know, seven years. And even at that, you know, he was a healthy one month old baby. Like, so I'm like, oh yeah, maybe a little older is okay. You know, kind of like, dogs like I'm okay not having a puppy like <laughs> if they're potty trained and they're not digging already I am ready to adopt <laughs> but, but, um, but but truthfully I never thought I could and then right. I, and I'm like oh mm-hmm. I mean it's hard but right. I had cleaned myself out of that that whole thing I was like yep. wait a minute you know but but then learning that man if I need to advocate I need to be there I, I need to learn all the skills but too I knew you know sometimes you get a toddler and then you have a sister because you remember they call you yeah yes that's what happened i wasn't going for a baby <laughs> we'll call you hey there's a sister and you're yes. like what <laughs> and he's just a few weeks old oh no you know uh-huh. i didn't want to miss on that because i needed the experience like i wanted to take them to see right I, will i yes right right really helpful in some way yeah and i think it does it gives you kind of the opportunity to know like okay this doesn't really work for us or 
we can handle this or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's, oh, and you've had, how many do you say? 23 through your home? 24. Yes. 24. And you do this full time. Now you quit work to be full time dad, which I mean, honestly, I don't know how you, you couldn't do that with being a single parent. I'm like, it's a full time job. (laughs) Yes. But also, I wanted to have the opportunity to advocate for kids without always feel like I have to do other jobs. Oh, hundred percent. Yes, you know, because so. that's a job in itself. Yes, the hardest job, I would say. You know, it is. It is. It is so hard. I interviewed a gal. Um, her podcast came out a couple weeks, or it was last week, I think. And um, she's called the Black Fairy Godmother. And she was a single, well, she is a single mom, but she um, opened or started a foundation helping brown and black women. A lot of it is like marginalized women, but a lot of single women and moms. And we talked a lot about that, about how hard it is to find resources and to advocate for these kids. And I was telling her, like, even recently for me, we've been trying to do this new therapist situation. And it was seriously like a solid week on the phone between insurance and the therapist and back and forth just for like one simple appointment. And it's a lot of work. So I have like, she's a fabulous woman and I just love what she's doing because she is giving some of these people resources that are really hard to find. And you would think it's pretty easy, but I'm finding, you know, after doing, you know, kind of being involved and obviously we've adopted now, but being in the system like I'll have a friend, you know, they'll be like, Oh, have you ever heard of such and such? They've got great resources. Nope, never heard of them. And so it's like this constant learning of like, Oh, there is more out there that we can access. And, um, you know, to help the kids, it's all about what they need and getting their needs met. But it's a it is a full time job. Full time job. Yeah. And for us who have you have therapy, you have doctors, oh. you have you have social worker visit, you have parents visit. Yes. Yes. Am I maybe I can call myself a school driver because I feel like that's yes. all. Yes. <laughs> you have a million reminders in your phone. It's dinging all day long, reminding you of all the things you're forgetting. Yes. Oh. They have they are going through this this chaos going to Trump, but their parents are waiting for the corner. I'm like, how yes. <gasps> but, now, but now I'm kind of like, look, <clears throat> she's your child, you know, so I'm not gonna pretend. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't it funny how you learn stuff like that too? It's like um, my first child, I was like, do I know what I'm doing? My second child, I was like, he's not gonna die. My third child, I was like, I think he'll survive. My fourth <laughs> child, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> We're good. We're good. <laughs> what? Is he yelling? No, he, is he hard? No, he's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's definitely a learning. I remember though, too, like when we got, so the, when we took that baby from the hospital, we had her sister for a while first and she was 18 months old. And I remember the first night we had her getting her out of the bath. She threw a fit and like lurched herself backwards and totally unexpected. You know, this child doesn't know me. I'm giving them a bath for the first time. And so I wasn't expecting her to react this way when she got out of the bath, but she was mad and hits her head on the tile floor first night. And I was so stressed out. I'm like calling the social worker. I'm like, Oh my gosh, her head has a bump on it. Like freaking out. And then, you know, once you're in it, like you said, you get the third or fourth kid and you're like, Oh, Oh yeah. That happened last week. I forgot to tell you. Yep. (laughs) And you, yeah. So my first child, you know, but so my first child, 
I gave him an iPad. I gave him an iPad to play, and I wanted him to go eat, so I took it away. And he was sitting next to oh. the window. Oh. So this is what he did. This is what he did. He did one, oh. two, three, boom. Oh. Oh. I mean, I was like. Okay, this is not what I signed up for. I think they should come and get the child, and I'm done with the license. Like I am done. <laughs> I gave it a shot. I'm done. <laughs> oh. oh, but now they fall. I'm like, okay, he's talking, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, there's already holes in the walls. It's cool. We're fine. It's cool. Sometimes I call the social worker once I, I'm leaving the air. I'm like, yeah, just you know, you know, there was this incident, so mm-hmm. but we're fine you know yes yes oh it is it's very yeah I think back to those early days and I'm just like yeah it was so stressful and even having like social workers in your house it's very invasive to have these people several times a week coming into your house and I remember being so stressed like you guys need to be good when they're here and like basically don't be a kid just chill out and then of course they're like uh, you know, this is, I'm like stressed the whole time. Like she's going to hit her head and they're like, um, that's what two year olds do. Yes. That's what they do. And my kids don't really like social workers because mm. they're homes. So yeah. they have no, they don't just feel comfortable. So they, they tend to really sit next to me and they're like, okay. Oh uh, yeah. It's not a good experience in some way. Yeah. That's hard. That's it's so hard. It's kind of, oh. So every time they come, I'm kind of like have to really help them like it's okay they're just coming to see this so they don't worry you know yes but it's yeah. never been a good experience especially mm, no yeah my kiddos were little enough when we did visits that they didn't care and my little zoe was she wouldn't sit still for one second so she was always like i'm just like what is she gonna do when they're here she's going to <laughs> and she i think her when we got her i think the third day we had her she ran full on into like a little like desk height cabinet thing Boom, big old goose egg. And same thing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I promise we're kind of normal. But yeah, you know, then you, you you learn real fast. And we, I'm still friends with like really good friends with two of our social workers that we had. And, and they really have been like a huge support system for me. And they've both adopted and fostered it. So it's been such a neat experience. Just the people we learned or met through the whole, the whole process. And now we're like really good friends. So it's so much fun. It's so cool. But yeah, I could see how with teens, that would be extremely hard. Yes. Totally get. Yeah. You can find out lots more about Peter and his family and also order his book at nowiamknown.com as well as the following social media platform. And I have dropped all of these in the show notes below as well. Now I'm known on TikTok, uh, on YouTube as well. We love the YouTube because we get to show behind our kids. You know, it's easy to show a picture. But with YouTube, you really get to hear their voices and what they love. Yes. Uh, and then yes. we have posted that flipper, you know, uh, on my, yes. you know, that's my uh, Instagram uh, yes. And then my uh, Facebook as well. So you can find me by Peter Mutabazi or Forced Dad Flipper. Oh, now I'm known on any channel there is on the planet. Perfect. And I will put all that in the show notes. And you have your website where you can pre-order your book. So we'll drop that in the show notes. I'm so excited about that. And like I said, if my questions don't get answered, 
we're going to have to do this again. Yes. So don't forget about me too soon. I will not. We can talk about another topic, you know, other topics. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, you see me. I could just talk forever. So I just, I love it. And the kids haven't even like interrupted today. So I, I either one of ours, like I'm grateful and yet I'm very suspicious at the same time. <laughs> yes. I'm talking to you. I'm like, that worries me. I know. I'm getting there too. So we'll go see what those kiddos are up to. I appreciate you being here and I'm excited about the book. So we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Peter. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Peter. We sure had a great time. You can find me at Official Shanty Pants on Instagram and TikTok and Shanty Pants on Facebook and YouTube. The best place to get a hold of me. I know several of you have reached out with ideas for guests for season three, and I'm really excited about some of those. The best way to get a hold of me is to go to my website, which is shantypantshow.com. Want to help me out? Leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to your podcast and share an episode with a friend. Thanks, guys. You can find all this information in the show notes as well. Don't ever silence your voice. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.